Hi, Nina. Hey, Max. What time is it? It's coaching time. Let's do it. Lisa, welcome. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. And um, for the listeners out there today, one of the main topics that we will be talking about is boundaries. Um, how to set boundaries, how to live by boundaries, with boundaries. Um, I think to start off straight away, maybe tell us a little bit about who are you? Hello together. Yeah, I'm super excited. Thank you that I can be here. It's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, my name is Lisa. I'm a safety awareness coach and I uh, actually help people to feel more safe in situations. And um, yeah, I'm working in two areas um, in the area of inner safety regarding how I can communicate my needs or my boundaries. And the second is, um, yeah, if you're in a situation that doesn't feel safe and there's a danger coming from the outside, how to behave in those situations and give people strategies. Um, how to get out of dangerous situations, basically. Cool. I mean, before looking inside, for me, interesting would be what are kind of like outsider um, dangers? Yeah, so the most common situation is when you're going home at night. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more a feeling that women have a lot. A lot. Actually, when you go home alone at night, um, that you don't feel safe and um, somebody's following you. So, um a lot of women are getting followed in the night so and how to behave for example in this kind of situation or if someone but this is not so dangerous but this is more like an uncomfortable situation mm. i would say when somebody's hitting at you or when you're at a party or when you're out um or situations at work um so it can be different settings and some of these situations are more dangerous and um, some are more uncomfortable i would say mm. And how, Lisa, how did you get into that topic? Did you have a personal experience related to this or how did it come yeah, up? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, when you grow up as a young woman, you have these kind of situations. Uh, you go out. I'm more like the outgoing person that um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, likes to go to different countries, places, meet new people. So you put yourself in some new situations um and um but especially it was one situation and i was at a rooftop party in in lisbon and lisbon is known to be a very safe place and it was like a very fancy rooftop party like you would never guess that there's something you know not safe in the situation and then uh i was on a dance floor and a friend of a friend started choking me like for a minute and I couldn't escape. So I was totally in shock. I couldn't move. I was freezing in the situation and people were around me, but nobody could really understand the situation. Nobody was helping. And then the situation was over and I just took my friend and we, we got away. But afterwards I was like, oh my God, I have to, I never want to be in the situation again. So I started with self-defense first, physical self-defense, boxing, Krav Maga. Um, I went into this physical approach of the situation. Of course, I've been like traumatized for one week. Um, and then I started thinking about, okay, how, what can I do that I never be in the situation again in my life? Yeah. And what did you, what did you do to overcome this traumata? Did you do anything or were yeah. you just at home crying? 
feeling? Yeah, in this situation, actually, I was just on my own. So I didn't reach out for help, which is quite in common when you have this kind of trauma. So I was just at home. Uh, I, I, I wasn't even talking to someone. I didn't told anyone, not even my friends. Like, it was a friend of a friend. So it was even more awkward for me to talk about it because somehow I didn't want, you know, create mm. like drama. Mm. And it's a very typical thoughts when you have these kind of situations, especially in a in a like in a group where it's a friend of a friend that you are afraid to talk about it. So I was in this typical scheme of, OK, I handle it on my own. Uh, and then actually it was so interesting because then I started this physical part first before I went into the mental like uh, reaching out for mental help or Support, like get yeah. into yeah into strategies how you deal with this in a, in a mental way um but actually it was so interesting because i was in a it was crazy i wasn't alive but a very famous now kind of famous coach and he, he asked me because back in the days i was doing these online boxing courses when it was uh, corona so in the pandemic time i was doing online boxing courses and i wanted to build this platform uh, with online fitness, online boxing courses. And then he asked me, why are you doing that? And then randomly I was telling the story. And then I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm doing all of that because I had this trauma from this physical um, attack. And I didn't even understand, you know, like I was just doing these things, trying to help myself. But this was the way I was approaching it at this time. Yeah. Did you um, ever understand why the situation happened? Why he choked you? Yeah, like the why is, is like like a thing. So I think he was drunk and I don't know. He's just, I think he, I think it was not the first time he was doing it. Oh, he was just overwhelmed by his emotions. I don't know, maybe he liked me or whatever. And it was just, you never know, you know, yeah. it was kind of an animal tribe act situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very physical, um, aggressive for sure with sexual intention um but it's very hard to say like why you know mm. if i never talk to this to this guy again um but yeah more important was i was analyzing a situation and there was a point in the situation where i didn't have a good feeling when we when he when he said to me yeah let's go dancing and we went to the dance floor and in this situation i felt mm, I don't want to go on a dance floor with him now. Yeah. And now I know, okay, this was the point where I should have said no, mm. or this is a point where you had an intuition or a feeling and where you can trust yourself. But these situations that happen so fast, sometimes it's hard to say you could have avoided the situation. Now I'm more like empowering people. Okay. You didn't know better you did the best you could and it's okay you're still alive so this is the most important part i mean you saved your body i i left the situation i was freezing and in the end i was like oh why i didn't react like more aggressive and screamed at him and said but now i know if i would have act aggressively in the situation for example like approaching a technique or whatever maybe he would have get more aggressive yeah know? it could have so escalated also, yeah even even worse so i think how i reacted in the situation wasn't so bad at all now with all my knowledge that i have around safety and these kind of situations i i didn't react so bad but nobody tell you because you normally think after this kind of situation oh i should have kicked his ass mm -hmm. you know <laughs> and defend myself and 
but sometimes your body reacts in a way that saves your like saves your on uh, long term so yeah. i mean i got out of the situation and that's it why he was doing this like whatever doesn't matter in the end you know mm. the most important part is okay i didn't fall into coma or i wasn't dead in the end so like this is now yeah, from a safety point of view but it's it's quite tough yeah. yeah another thing i was just thinking about just out of curiosity because you were saying and i think a lot of people can relate to that you you didn't want to talk about it with anyone especially friends was that like a feeling of shame or was it more of the feeling of i don't want to bother anyone with something like this or you don't want to actually create like a bad scene about someone who's part of a friend um mm -hmm. or like a group of friends yeah i think it was um definitely shame so i felt guilty for the situation like mm. very um ashamed and like yeah so weird now to to because i these people i went to the party with i didn't know for a long time so we met and they also they offered me a job and a very good company so i also wanted to look good in front of them mm. and i know this guy was also working in this company so and then i had this feeling okay this is like if i tell this now it's like such a drama maybe i want to still apply in this company and so I, I was really afraid that this was ruin also some steps for me of opportunities or even for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, opportunities. And this is like so crazy what your mind is doing in a situation, right? That you're afraid to to talk because you have these kind of thoughts then. Yeah, so that was actually if it, if it would have been really good friends i don't know maybe it's a different situation it's even i don't know but i don't know if it's more easy but maybe you feel more open to talk about it. but in this situation i was like ah, it felt so uncomfortable yeah but you know what i find interesting you said your your intuition told you not to go on the dance floor but you did it right yeah exactly yeah um It's crazy how we sometimes have this feeling already, but we don't listen to it. We just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is also what I'm focusing now in my courses, like how to trust your intuition mm. in any kind of situation. So you, you know from your heart, or you know you have this first thought, and it's because your intuition is so much stronger than your logical mind, because there's so much more information in it from you from generations or how you are as an animal also. Um, and it's so much more powerful than your logical mind um, but it's hard to un like to feel it because that was a feeling it's not like a thought it's more like a feeling and then trust on it because sometimes it's not logical like mm -hmm. in the situation also this guy had also more like a I mean, talk about more openly here, right? And also more like a, a gay vibe. So I did, I thought even like he's not interested in, in, in women. Like, so very interesting setting, like from a logical point of view, yeah, it's safe. Like he's not very interested in, in a woman. Um, but I heard this, this pattern kind of more often. Mm. Uh, but then he acted in a very aggressive way and very sexual aggressive way, like seconds after. Um, so... I was very tricked by my logical mind, right? And my feeling was there. So, mm, feels yeah, weird. Deep He's down, you drunk. knew something wasn't yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't feel safe, like, going down there. And then, yeah, it can, was, yeah, can, I was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm curious right. about the process. How do you um, how do you work with your intuition today? Like, can you give some insights um, how you know people can listen more to their intuition? I'm sure the listeners are very curious about that because the outside noise these days is so loud. It's very hard, you know, like to kind of find the inner voice, even though you meditate from time to time. Do you have any any recommendations for us? Yeah, so the first thing I learned was actually how to, or that I'm training people in is um, very much listen to your senses. So like one or two times a day, just also listen what you hear, what you like, your listen yeah take more attention to your breathing um see what you see how feel how you feel like you're sitting on a chair like you're feeling the chair on your on your legs and or even like notice like okay what are two noises that i can hear and what is something that can smell so when you start training your senses and not only your because all the time you're thinking yeah we're thinking 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 The next steps about us about others like you know, constantly our mind is like um, there's a, a lot of i say weight on our thinking mm -hmm. and on our brain and our other senses are um not very active and this is like one trick how you can actually tap into your intuition more is to activate your other senses which sounds very easy now but this is like the very effective way And then I started to do this kind of exercise more and more. And um, that's also how you learn to have situational awareness, like to read situations and act upon them. Um, and then it got more and more crazy. Like I could, for example, when I was searching a thing in my room, because you also learn, first you can do this except when you go from one room to the other and you feel the different atmosphere. So there's an atmos atmosphere in your living room for example but there's another atmosphere for example in your sleeping room and you can feel like the atmosphere you just go into the other room and you feel the different at atmosphere mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I, for example i was like searching friends at the beach and it was like full you know like everywhere everywhere were people and i was like okay i just let my people search now for my friends and then i was just tapping into my intuition and then my body was leading me actually to my friends so this is like more the end state of this exercise. Um, sounds a bit crazy now, but if you practice like these little things and in the end you get more and more abilities. And of course, everyday meditation is like also you make huge progress to tap into your intuition. Yeah, I can see like, especially I was just thinking, I can't remember the last time I like just thought about what am I smelling? You know? mm. I feel like the other senses I'm pretty engaged with, especially breathing is something I use a lot. But like all the other senses, I would say I probably don't train as much as I do with my breath. Mm. Yeah, What? 100%. Yeah. Going back to, sorry, going back to boundaries and linking it to your experience, uh, I guess that led for you to also build your own boundaries. So what's kind of like, What was the first sort of boundaries that you set yourself from that experience? Yeah, I recognized in my life that I'm the person that really needs to learn from pain. So when I'm in a huge pain, I do like drastic changes in my life. Um, so you say like people get inspired or they have pain. Unfortunately, I'm the pain one. So after the situation, I was like, okay, there's something 
you really need to change something in your life, right? So you need to learn how to set boundaries and how to say no. And I, I'm also like a people pleaser. So I, when I come into a room, for example, I invite a lot of people or at this time, uh, am I saying like, I'm always trying to please people. Mm. Like I always want to create a good atmosphere, good energy. Um, and people, they, they notice that and they like to be around me because I create this amazing energy, but sometimes very tiring for me. So I had really to learn, okay, what is now draining your energy and especially your time, because I was always busy, you know, I was always busy doing this, this and that. And at one point I was like, okay, Lisa, stop. You really need to value your time more and your energy and really see, okay, who's giving energy back to you and what is value in your time and where you want to be in life. And yeah, so that was after this, like a long time after the situation, mm -hmm. but in the situation, because it was so physical and so real, I was like, okay, the next guy who's going to touch me, I beat up his ass, you know, I was like very aggressive. I was really going into this physical aggressive mode. Also, like my mindset around guys at this time was not very healthy, I would say. Um, so I was not really trusting anyone. And then I had to relearn like the whole thing, like trusting people and setting boundaries in a healthy way. So I think I, I went a bit in the extreme uh, regarding defending myself and setting like boundaries in a physical way. And then had to relearn like, okay, really understand myself, understand the situation and then start like talking. Yeah. I guess like the reactions you had were not to do with what they were doing it was how you were perceiving it, right? So that's yeah. why it's so important to get to to know yourself first because it's not what yeah. the others are doing, it's how you're reacting to it. 100%. Like everything you do, and I mean, you're coaches as well, so it's, it starts, everything starts with self-awareness and clarity within yourself. But sometimes you have to define what is that awareness? What does it mean? And understanding yourself and situations and your emotions and then other people and sometimes it's not easy because you also have a, a big ego yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to be really true to yourself and this is a challenge because you will find also you're not always the victim you're not always the one that's like you know sometimes you're also an asshole like <laughs> <laughs> and you're an ego selfish person so um but understanding these kind of levels, what's triggering you, what is your emotional situation, and then really know, okay, that's not cool for me or that's okay for me. And then everything gets so clear, but it's a long way. That sounds very easy, but this is actually, this is a, I think it's a long run game. Like it's nothing you figure out like in a one hour session or something. You know? There's no shortcut to success in any, anything. No. But you know what I, I swear to myself, like <laughs> just from this situation that this guy was shocking me on the dance floor, I helped already so many women to be safe in situations. And I don't know. Also, I was like, oh, my God, now I'm going to build up this million. OK, super crazy. Yeah. But million dollar business just to tell this guy one day, OK, thank you for choking me on the dance floor. <laughs> I made the life safer. But it's ego. Yeah. But sometimes you need something like that to to go ahead. Mm. I mean, it's very this is very ego thinking now how I'm talking. But sometimes you need this fire, like to start something, especially when you do like your own thing or business to have the drive. And this was actually 
without I'm knowing it, but this was actually also a drive for me, like to from the situation to to learn all these things now, and I can share, yeah, yeah and people can save people's life with that. Suddenly, like a sense of purpose, right? You you knew what you're gonna do with that, um, which was help others to not have to live that experience. Yeah, 100%, because there's so much about physical self-defense out there, but I don't think it's the solution, right? If you're already in a physical situation, it's too late, especially when you're a woman. Like, you have to read the science before and know how to communicate boundaries in a very early point of the situation and have a great self-awareness um, to keep your body safe or yourself safe. And, and some also often it's like, yeah, you need to get stronger and more aggressive. And, but it's not the, this is not safety. This is just ego and stupid in some situations. If anything, yeah. it sometimes can make it more dangerous. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You have to be very quick smart, and smart and have to analyze the situation. Um, that's the way to go. If you try to be like the stronger person in the situation, at heart as it sounds, you know, uh, you can end up in hospital, yeah. One question, Lisa, before we go yeah. into like why um, boundaries are so important to set, you know, in your environment. I was thinking about because you mentioned that at that stage, when it happened to you, your mental stage was not so great when it comes to men. And I'm sure you are also a very reflective person. Was there any point where you were Let's asking see. yourself, <laughs> <laughs> why is this happening to me? You know, because you know, the saying of like what you yeah. attract, what you put out there, you kind of attract. So mm. did you ever reflect it on like, why was this happening to to you, but not in like a victim, not from a victim mm -hmm. perspective, more more like about understanding what is like the underlying um, experience here for you? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Why it happened to me, I actually never got so deep into it that <laughs> I was attracting the situation. Because, you know, when you get all these stories from and you hear it a lot, it's happening so often that it's not actually you think it's a scheme or you're attracting something, but it's actually happening to everyone. Like everyone that I know has a physical situation once in their life. Um, it's a man or woman, it doesn't even matter, like, unfortunately. So it's hard for me to say. I was attracting something because it's it's very you it's a very unfortunate it's a very human behavior and everyone is most likely having one or two situations in his life. Um, for men, it's even more. I mean, they fight more when they're younger. They're more in physical situation. As a woman, it's more. For us, it's very very strange when we get into a situation like that um, because we are not trained. We're not prepared. We're like always keep yourself safe. So it's really awkward and not pleasant. Um, but I think it's quite happening so often that, yeah, but from a deeper point of view, I don't know if I, so yeah, actually I don't have an answer at the moment. That's if fine. I was, I was just maybe I find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember, I think it was, I read it somewhere that like 50% of all women have experienced some sort of sexual attack or negative experience i don't want to say sexual abuse but something along the lines right so that's like every second woman but for some mm. reason and i don't say every like we don't know any men that do it because i remember you said earlier 
um, you were like at a fancy party and, you know, you think that made you be in a safe environment. But I think it's across all generations, mm. across all levels of life, um, which just made me think like, you know, this could happen anywhere. Yeah. And exactly. it it really doesn't make you safe just being in a certain environment, especially maybe in those environments, especially where powerful people are. They think they can maybe even do more than they they're allowed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is also even you're an entrepreneur and you stepping into these kinds of environments. It's also, um, yeah, it's all again for women. Also, I mean, also from I, I heard also a lot of um, some stories from men, but even for women in business, I mean, these kind of situations also important to set boundaries and yeah, it's yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That will be actually my next question, Lisa. Um, why is setting boundaries so essential for healing and personal growth? Yeah, so it's actually um, it's actually very important because first of all, it's your time and it's your energy. And if you respect yourself, your time and your energy when you set boundaries, so when you say no to something, you have more time for something else. Um, and you respect your time, but you also respect the time of someone else. And that is so crucial um, because the other person can feel it. So, for example, when you're at work, there's this person that would do everything all the time. And pe people would always go to this, more likely to this person because they know, okay, he or she will, she will do it. But there's also this person where you know, okay, this person is more likely to say no. And you would rather go to this person because you're also afraid that you don't get, you, you cannot, you know, you know, like probably this person will not do it. So you respect probably more the person that says no more than the other person. Yeah. And this, I think it's time and energy that is very crucial in this situation. And more crucial is... Um, What we talked about already is that you you know yourself and you know what you want. And then when you communicate it, it's very powerful. Most of the time, you don't know what you want. And then it's where the trouble starting. Like, mm -hmm. Or you want to give a favor. You actually know, but you, you know, afraid that you make the other person unhappy. Uh, but if you're very clear with your decisions, then you also make the life of others more comfortable goes back to the people pleasing side of it right yeah well, i think um that's something i always felt is is super difficult to build boundaries or to have boundaries when you're at the same time trying to please people because that stops you usually from doing it how did you as a when you say you were pleasing a people pleaser or one of your issues how did you feel you were able to set start setting boundaries Like, how did you overcome that feeling? I guess it's a feeling of guilt to set boundaries because you're, you don't want to upset the person opposite of you by saying no. But how did you get over that? Yeah, I think I was, after my situation, I was hardcore trained, you know. I was training with um, people from the military, like, because I was really into this um, topic, how can I uh, save myself from a physical situation or any kind of dangerous situation? And then... I was really trained, uh, physical, but also uh, in my communications, in my self-awareness. 
-hmm. And then I really tr I start training with small situations. So it's all about courage. Like it's never getting easier. Like you will uh, you will be again in the situation, and you know, okay, now is the time I have to say no. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then it's like, oh my god, this is exciting. <laughs> no, I have to say not so. This is how I think now, like when I go into a podcast, I'm like, oh my God, it's so exciting. Like, but before I was like, oh my God, I cannot do this. And then you have the self-talk and then it's just taking a second and also give yourself some space, breathe. Like you don't have to give an answer right away. So you can take like two or three seconds mm. uh, and then just say it and don't give an explanation. Like, and just see the reaction from the other person. What, what's coming or not coming and most of the time the people are react like yeah it's okay so it's so crazy what the real what you think is the reaction but what is the reaction and i trained like with small stuff like with friends family yeah like somebody asks you you want more of this or that and you think no like you have to i think you have to train with like small things and then you can go to the bigger situations and the crucial point is like you know it like you are in a situation and you know it now is the time and then it's like oh my god just have the courage to say it once this is like my encouragement for everybody that hears that if you're in a situation just like yeah say no you know like have the courage but you have to have one time and if you break it one time you you have the ability to break it more times but start with like easy stuff not yeah, like you have like the first your boss or like <laughs> don't go all in no <laughs> <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> just don't say no to everything now um, but I think like when you when you say no for the first time and I think starting with smaller things, it could even be things like, you know, on a Friday night, people ask you, do you want to come out with us? And you actually know you're tired. You had a long week at work. Like, just say no and see how people react. And if anything, people mostly respect that. And once you have these positive experiences of actually I'm not being rejected, um, it is easier to say no. I'm, I'm still yeah. working on that. I'm so bad at saying yeah. no. But uh We'll get there. Yeah, or for example, this is a very good example. And I think we all had this kind of situation. For example, uh, family, yeah? And they they want you to, to repair something in the house or come to to do something or to help out. Fix the uh, Wi-Fi was mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this day or you, you don't have... So sometimes you want to do a favor. So you... So I always... Say, okay it's a favor or it's a threat so this is a favor situation and then you can decide okay do i want to do the favor or not mm. and is it taking a lot of my time do i have the time and do i want to do the favor and it's like these two questions and if both is no and you go there and you're super annoyed and then you see and you already you know you don't even want to go there you don't want to see them this weekend or this hour and then it's so more likely that there's a fight coming up especially when it's family like when you're already going annoyed into a situation, you do something you don't want to do. And then all these dynamics come together and then you get into a fight and it gets worse, 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 worse. So it could be like you could have avoid everything just saying no and they would look for someone else and it's fine, you know. But I know you can decide in the situation, okay, do I want to do, do I not? But if you really don't want to do it and you're super annoyed, this can also lead to so much troubles in the end. Let's say you say no, right? Yeah. And the person you built this amazing new boundary now, you said no, and you get a negative feedback. How mm -hmm. do you deal with that? So what you can do, you prepare yourself. Um, so you can say, 
like a trick is that you are, what are my expectations and wishes? So mm -hmm. you go into the situation, you say, okay, my expectation is this or that. And my wish is that this person accepts, but you can, then you know what your expectation and your wishes. And then you can say, okay, I'm going to communicate my, my need or my boundary without any expectation um, or without any need of a result. So when you go with this mindset, the situation gets easier, but it can happen. Yeah. And that's part of the process as well. And then it's uncomfortable for you, <laughs> but it's good. It's okay. It's not, it's not, a, you cannot avoid these um, bad situations. It's impossible. You can so just prepare I... your mind. Like you can prepare your mind, for example, okay, when this person makes drama now, I'm going to feel bad. And that's already good because you have awareness around it about your reaction. So if you're not prepared and then this, the other person has a bad reaction, then it, then it gets, because then it's a surprise and then it's more intense for you. So as an example, when we go back to this Friday night, someone asks you, oh, mm -hmm. are you going to come out with us? You say no. And their reaction is like, oh, come on. Don't be, don't be silly. Like come out with us. It's not mm. cool that you never have time for us. So how would you react to that? You can ask a question, but I wouldn't even react to it. I would say, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have time. And then I wouldn't even give like more excuses because when you go into the, but I'm coming next weekend, you give a double yes. So you really need to stand your grounds in this situation. Mm. And that's tough. This, this is the part that's not, that's not comfortable for us when you're more like, you just say, okay, I, I come. But you can also reflect, like, how was it? like situations in your life when you said yes and you actually thought no and then go like if you if you write this down and then see like how was the situation in the following was it good for you was it bad for you i mean sometimes and it's not so bad i mean if it's just about going out and you wish to go somewhere it's fun still but how was your energy the rest of the weekend like how was it for you really in the situation and reflect yourself. You can also try like, okay, if you, when they, you go, but you said no, how was it? And how was it when I was, and it was a hundred percent yes. But if you really go into the situation that you communicate a clear no, normally they don't, people don't try to convince you. They, they say something one more time, but then they stop. So it's like one sentence or two sentences, but then mm. it's over. Yeah. Yeah, true, interesting. Um... I was thinking of my party time. So people always ask me, Nina, do you want to come out? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, at some point I was just stop, uh, stop finding excuses. I was like, this is so stupid that you always, exactly what you said, Lisa, that you always give a reason why you can't come or why you don't feel like going out because mm -hmm. you can just say no. And either the other person will understand or they don't. I guess mm -hmm. if it's someone who's very close to you, then mm -hmm. I would always feel better to give like an explanation, you know, let's say it's yeah. an important event and someone wants me to be there. Then I would be like, listen, I, I don't really feel it. I had a hard week. I would give a little bit more explanation. If it's someone I'm not so close with, I would be like, today I'm not feeling it. I'm mm -hmm. going to stay home. It's a little bit uncomfortable because after three times, they're not asking you out anymore. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I probably lost that person. Um, I was ne oh, it was never important in oh, my life. I was just going to say, have you have you ever needed that person then yeah, in the end? Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, and you can also ask, would you pressure someone when they say no? Like, yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. I would never. I mm -hmm. I always have understanding for this, especially when yeah. people, you know, these days everyone is very busy. They work a lot, so mm. I get often the excuse, I I'm busy. I work a lot. Um, mm. I I don't. Yeah, I feel absolutely fine. Like if someone, I actually honor this. If someone can tell me straight into my face, I don't like this. I will be like, mm. great, because I learned something more about you. You don't like this or you're mm. not capable of going out tonight. And mm. um, yeah, you actually learn something new about the person. That's how I kind of, you know, see it. Yeah. And this going out is also with creating awareness, how's the setting on you. So there, if you go, when you go out with certain people, it's there's a level of intensity. There are people that go out, we go out two hours, we go back. There are people that drink a lot. So you know already what's going to happen or not when you go out with this person or not. So, and you know, okay, do I want this or not? Or is it maybe I'm just lazy, but actually I want to see people. So it starts really within yourself. But if you really don't want to go out and you just want to sleep, then, then don't, then don't go. <laughs> I guess the FOMO also often comes in, especially with that example, what you said when it's about yeah. going out, you know, like you, you don't want to go out because you're, your inner like your inner body like tells you no yeah. but yeah. on the other side you're like okay i also want to be social and i want to meet people yeah so i guess this is where 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 it gets very complicated often because you you still want to be yeah. social right and not hang out at home every weekend it depends you know like it, it's again like what do you want it's, do you if so if you have a desire to see people um this weekend then it's amazing, you know, plan it, go out. But then it comes from a more self-conscious situation. If you're just dragged into situations from others and you don't really listen to your energy and your time. And it's one thing, you know, it's one thing to feel it. Like you said, okay, I'm tired. I need a break. Yeah. And then the second thing is trust that. Mm you trust that you need a break and what does it mean break yeah, it means that we need to sleep and we need to do nothing without having a bad conscience or feeling guilty because when you think when you're at home and thinking you're missing something that's all uh, this is again very exhausting for your mind then better go out if you feel like you're having <laughs> you have FOMO and then you're at home like Friday and you're like oh my god then I'm like okay go you know um so make a conscious decision do I need this break and being alone or do I need people? And this is again, like clarity and from the beginning about yourself and what you need. Yeah. And you can do tests. Like you can also go to extreme in your case. Okay, let's go. Let's okay. They, they put me into the situation and see how you feel all the time and how you feel the next day and write it down, you know, and then the next time you say no, and then you see like how you feel this time and when you listen to yourself and you act upon that and you trust yourself, how did you feel then? So that you always can have like sometimes try extremes, go into the situation and go into the other situation. Then you can decide what's better for you. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I prefer testing over overthinking. What, what do you do when someone oversteps your boundaries? Let's say you said no, no to something. Mm. You said it three times and a person is still no, I, I want to do that for you. And you're like, no, what do mm. you do? 
Yeah, you you mean it's a favor or it's a it's a threat in the situation, like more a threat, I would say. Mm, yeah. So every situation you can actually um, analyze in two different um, in two different two different situations. So the one is a favor, mm -hmm. um, and the other one is a threat. So when people and then they come closer or they threaten you and they get more physical, more aggressive, it's always kind of the same situation, like starting with a simple question, then the distance gets closer, people get more aggressive in their voice, and then you ha also have to get more clear. You can also leave the situation, right? So if you do, there's nothing that you... Um, you have to stay in a situation like you can build up physical distance also that you just leave the room. This is the most effective thing. When you can't leave? <laughs> you mean, what do you mean when you can't leave? Like it's a closed... When it's a closed room, room for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could make it also very awkward or even stranger by just leaving. No. Yeah, you think it's strange, but sometimes it's very good. To, so, leave, to leave the situation, you mean? Or? Yeah. yeah. It's very powerful. And if you're in a discussion with very high emotions, so that is, is like a situation that you describe when there's already high emotions above, it's better to say, hey, I think it's better we discuss this uh, another time with less emotions. And then you just leave and you don't give the other person still the chance to, to answer. And then I always had very good results from this like when that when something's escalating and you say hey i feel like um we're very high in emotions here at the moment um let's talk about it tomorrow and find a solution or, or later when we are calm and then you just go you don't yeah. give even like and then it's amazing the outcome because when the emotions come down everybody's like who okay boundary you know someone's leaving the room uh-huh it's, it's a very it's a strong statement when you leave the room very courageous also but i think that takes a lot of i don't want to say training but it mm. it's difficult when the emotions are high i guess maybe the stakes are high you know talking about a mm. big topic i'm just thinking like you know classic relationship argument um so mm -hmm. emotions are high stakes are high you know worst possible outcome is breakup how do you gain that clarity in that moment to say mm -hmm. i'm going to take take a step back here and we're going to come back together and talk when we both have calmed down and i know that's the right thing to do because mm -hmm. i think we've all experienced it where we were stressed about something or we we had an experience of a, an argument and the next morning we woke up and actually mm -hmm. do you know what it wasn't that bad and Let's just talk about it. And everything feels so much easier. So we know that that is the right thing. But in the moment, I mean, it's so difficult to hit the pause button and say, do you know what? I know this is one of the biggest arguments we've ever had, but let's talk tomorrow. That's really difficult, I think. So how do you, how would you say, can you approach that? Yeah, like relationship is, um, it's a bit different, but relationship <laughs> sometimes, but this is like the end level of self-awareness. Like if you can make a joke in the situation, like if you, but this is almost, you need to be like, oh my God, so advanced, but like, this is confusing patterns. So if you, somebody's getting aggressive and you do something unexpected, so they expect you also to be aggressive, but if you are, mm -hmm. so 
and like more extreme cases if you're disgusting or if you're funny. So somebody comes in, yeah, I'm gonna whatever with you. And I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Or you do something funny in the moment, the other person leaves you. It's a, it's an interesting how human brains like function. But if you can, like in an aggressive situation, if you um, can make a joke, it helps. But I'm always for, when it's already at this kind of heat for creating physical distance. Because you're not going to solve or win this argument at the moment because everybody is like, want to win the argument. When you are more trained in nonviolent communication, how to communicate your need in a more efficient way, where you take responsibility for the situation and you can say, hey, I understand you. Um, and I, but the thing that I want for us is this and that. But in the situation, you really have to need to have the feeling that you want the other person to understand you. And mm. that's very hard to switch from this very heating up ego <laughs> discussion. And you're like, this is right, this is wrong, I'm right, you're wrong, to like an understanding. And like, in the end, you just want to have a good time together, right? Yeah. Or you want to be, yeah, but to communicate this in this moment is like very, very difficult. And I also with in relationships, I think it's not a bad thing to discuss and to to fight sometimes. Like it's there just needs to be than, rules. Yeah. I think right. there need to be rules and you can discuss. And it's very good if you have the ability to when it comes when it calms down and you say, Hey, you know, the situation where we are discussing, I think we need to talk about how we handle these situations or where are what we do next time when we get into a situation like that. Um, but I would choose a situation when you both are super happy. So when you're, it's a weekend, you're not stressed, you have time, you're in a romantic or what kind of situation that's very nice. And then you start talking about it because then you're open for the conversation. But what if I just want to have a good time in that moment? <laughs> And not bring the problem up. I was just like, yeah, see, you have to decide if you want to solve it or not. <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm just giving a suggestion. You don't have to do it. <laughs> Love it. No, but the, the thing I want to say, you're most likely not going to solve it in the situation. Yeah. Like when everyone is like super in their emotions and super heated, and you can fight more two hours, but you're not going to solve the situation because everybody just wants to win their argument. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the important thing that you just said is when the argument doesn't become a come uh, is <laughs> um, when it's not about the problem that caused the argument when it becomes about winning the argument. And I once heard something which yeah. I found very nice, which is in a relationship or in an argument or where there is a problem, it should always be the two of us against the problem rather than the two of us against each other yeah and if true. you look at it that way it it becomes a lot easier maybe to overcome that problem because you're starting to have a conversation together about how to solve the issue that was in front yeah. of you and i think that's where it's also important to take a step back what you said is to calm down and then actually say okay look this is the problem we had yesterday or this is the problem we had a few hours ago how did it make you feel? How did it make me feel? And how can we change that this won't happen again? Or how can we solve this problem? It's a not easy one, but it's 
That's why we have coaches like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very... Yeah, yeah because um, we are very ego-based, you know. We, le we learn, like, from the very beginning what is right, what is wrong. Yes or no, we always try to put something in a pattern. And then we also act from patterns. Mm. All upon it, we act from patterns, and it's so hard to break them. And then we are in an argument, and we just think about, no, he or she is wrong, and I'm right. But I learned like hard way, you know, like in safety, there's no ego in situations. Like when you have an ego, if you want to win the fight, then you can lose your life. So you have to be like so self-aware that you know your triggers when you get angry and then you know, okay, uh, you, you put yourself out of the situation. You go like in a meta situation, you say, aha, okay, I'm angry because this is triggering me. Um, somebody's just grabbing your ass or something you know it's like the the situation uh and then you get like super angry and you want to you know to fight but is this really smart not to fight or is it just smarter to leave the situation um and this is like super hard because you want to fight <laughs> but it's better for you not to fight especially when you don't know the people like if you're your partner you know how they react you more likely know what's their next step or what they're going to do but if you don't know someone there's no ego in a situation mm. absolutely not but again you can ask any self-defense trainer and any anyone in safety everyone would say the same and they always tell you you need to fight back you need to la 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 it's such a bullshit you need to have self-awareness it's yeah seriously like you have to have self-awareness and the first thing you think about how do i save my body and then i can Think about smart arguments, whatever. But the first thing is always, even with a partner, you know, if somebody is aggressive to you, like, the first thing is, do I have a safety pin? How do I get out of the house fast? Like, do I, do I have a safety bag of friends or whatever? Like, I mean, first thing is always save your body. And then you can, we can talk about something else. So interesting, Lisa. Um, <laughs> no, also being so, you know, in a situation like this, being so aware of your triggers and controlling your body, your mind. Yeah. and everything that is going on around you. Um, I find it very fascinating that you can actually learn this and also control yourself. Yeah. And I guess everyone should, you know, have less ego these days. I think we would all live in a, in a better world, to be honest. So that's something we can all still work on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, last question, actually, uh, before we kind of go into our tradition. Can you share just, you know, like one or two action points, like strategies or exercises for our audience that they could start implementing to set better boundaries in their daily life? Yeah. Think? So, yeah, I would just uh, summarize a bit what we uh, were talking about today, but also mm -hmm. like yeah. the method that is behind it, which is like so easy. Um, so the first thing you do when you're in a situation, you decide, okay, most li likely it's a favor. You think about okay, is it a favor or is it a threat situation? So if it's a favor situation, you ask yourself, okay, what is my benefit? And do I want to do the favor and do I have the time? So this is like the questions you ask yourself before you before you do it. And then you pause three to four seconds, like really practice pausing. We don't like silence. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's, we always try to fill in like the, the, the gaps of silence. So when you ask yourself, like just take like three or four seconds um, before you answer 
And then you decide yes or no, easy like that, yes or no. And when you say no, then just say no and don't give a but. So no, but don't do this. Just say no, no, I can't. And that's it. If you have difficulties to do that, then say, okay, make it super complicated. You can say, okay, I can do it, but I just have half an hour here because I have to do this, this and that. Is it okay for you if I... So make it so complicated <laughs> that it's so exhausting for the other person even to listen to you. <laughs> it's a trick. Like, it's a we're starting here, you know? If the direct no is, like, <laughs> difficult for you, just make it so complicated, yeah? And then probably the other person gets so exhausted from you that they say, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm look for someone else. Right? If I ever get But, a message from you like this, <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> And um, if you say yes, um, then also ask what, when, and how. So this is especially for work situations. So um, what you need to do until when and how. And if you have a lot of other tasks, like tell them, okay, I have this and this. How do we prioritize the situation now? And also when you give an instruction to someone, always be clear about how they do it. Um, what they do and and do until when they have to do it. Yeah, it's very easy but very effective. Yeah, that's so true. I I heard that actually recently, probably on a podcast because that's what I do with my free time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a friendly reminder. <laughs> yeah, no, it was about the fact how to approach um, boundaries at work, and it was very interesting because they said, you know, it's very difficult, sometimes very scary to say no to your boss, mm. and it was the fact that instead of saying no to actually say these are the things we discussed i have to do this week you have now asked me to do this on top can you mm. please tell me in which order you would like this done because i have only that many days that many hours to do it and then you put it on them yeah and then they have to make the decision for you and you have a clear communication on what is done when which goes back to what you said but i think that's so true asking those questions yeah and And if you're typical, because this, uh, what a client of mine said um, last time, and she said, since we did this exercise, which sounds like super easy, but I'm more likely to think about the no, because she always said yes, like always. And then there was someone coming, like he wanted to sell something. And he, he came like at six o'clock into the company, like more or less a random person. And immediately she said like, no. So she said, so it's intuition, the intuition is also coming up then. Like you, mm. sometimes you're saying like a smart sentence and you're like, oh, where is this coming from? Just because now your brain is like working in this space of no, sometimes you, you build up this muscle and then sometimes really good answers are coming out of you. You're like, oh, where is this coming from? And she was so proud. She was like, yes, I said no. And he was going and he was accepting. And it's coming, the more you build it up, it's coming from an authentic place where mm. people will not ask twice. Yeah. yeah. So. And also who's in front of you, like you need to decide, okay, is it, um, what is the priority, and especially like in, in a workplace, but this example is like, it doesn't have to be now. And then even when you start listening, if you're, ah, can you shortly listen to this and you say yes, but you know, now they just want to complain or it's like this person mm. that always just wants to come from a plane or just want to talk to you and takes a lot of energy. And just when you say it, and then more information is coming, more information, more information, and then you're in the trap. Yeah. Then you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so true. <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, Alrighty. Good, Max. Shall we end? 
for today. Yes, we will end with our little tradition of pulling one of the conversation cards with a question for you. So, Nina, pull a card. Lisa, put all your energy in. <laughs> oh my and God. you can't say no to this, by the way. Yeah, you can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> God, give me the power. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Always. Born ready. <laughs> <laughs> If there was one singular idea that had the most profound impact on your life, what would it be? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Can you repeat the question? Like the idea? If there, were, if there was one singular idea that had the most profound impact on your life, what would it be? Can it also be like a fantasy? Can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I was immediately I was thinking about flying. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about this idea. When you could, and you have a suit or something where you can make yourself like fly, and then you can be like a throne that you can uplift yourself and you can fly above the city. Um, yeah, this is something that is. Um, This is something that's like a super nice fantasy of mine that I immediately have, super random. Um, another thing that comes to my mind is actually find something that people are listening, start listening more to the intuition, to their senses and actually trust themselves more in situations. Mm. Like if there would be like... Um, you know, like an, a little alarm on your body or something that sometimes <laughs> like ding, 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 you know, trust your intuition, um, like, like a little, you know, noise or anything that you, that you, that we as a human race trust again, our instincts and our intu intuition and stop like overthinking situations and be just in our minds and trust, you know, the higher purpose and the higher things and, and the universe and our intuition, I think this is something we we can relearn because we had it uh, back in the days, like as humans, and now we lost it a bit. And if I could invent something like that, <laughs> to set as a reminder in everyday life, or like a little alarm, especially for dangerous situation, I would bring it on the market. <laughs> Very good. I like that. We would and definitely buy it. Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, would save a lot of time and stress. But the flying I like too. So we're going to end this on wishing you a good flight when you get your jetpack. You. No, thank you so much for your time. Um, really enjoyed our conversation. And yeah, have a lovely evening. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And I'll leave the last words to Nina. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. That was very special to me today, especially um, of our story that we shared in life. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and yeah, I sent you much love to Lisbon. Thank you. Thank you.